Hola Martedistas, welcome to a very special episode of the Let's Be Real podcast where we're going to be discussing the changing of the old guard if you will and of course like if you notice the title it's very damning and it is very negative so Farooq did you get a chance to take a look at the title? Yeah I saw you know the title uh, I saw the title and you know it's 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 quite interesting you know it's 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 kind of those uh, you know, uh, what do they call them? Uh, this magazine titles, you know, that titles mm. that, you know, used to really make you, okay, what's going on, you know, make you take notice, actually. But yeah, I, I think it's, it's it's just a fair point, you know, considering what happened, you know, in the last game. So it's just fair that, you know, something, this is something that has to be discussed, you know, considering how the season has started and who has started so far. Mm. Yeah, and uh, I guess we can get right into it, like, uh, there's no need of any introductions. We've seen these men play together for so long. And except for this season, where they haven't really started most of the games. And especially together, we haven't seen that a lot, except when shit hit, truly hits the fan. That's when Ancelotti seems to turn to these guys. And just judging from the performances of last season, Farouk, did you envision that Tony and Luka Modric would actually sit out on the bench for the next season? Uh, was the writing on the wall, especially after that Man City game? Uh, I would say that, you know, the the, the purchase of Jude Bellingham actually signaled that, you know, like the team is moving towards a certain direction. But then, you know, again, the 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 the, the extension of the contract of both Tony Kroos and Luka Modric actually, you know, kind of made me think that, okay, like it's going to be a phasing out period, but it's going to be as the world goes phasing out, you know, like it's going to be something gradual that, you know, you have Tony on the pitch, but there is no, you know, uh, Luca. Or you have Luca, and there is no Tony. But you know, so far, like I mean, I wasn't expecting, honestly, you know. But then, obviously, the the coaching staff sees better than you know what better than us. What what's going on in the training ground or lack thereof? So you know, they have something that they know. But honestly, like if you ask me, you know, at the end of last season, like would you think of a midfield? You know, especially when you play midfield four without either you know Luca or Cruz. Uh, uh, I would say no. Mm. But, okay, so do you remember this Instagram post? Uh, I think it was, uh, or was it uh, uh, on an interview that Real Madrid had? Uh, so basically they were interviewing Cruz and Modric and then they asked uh, for you who was better. And it was, to the question was posed to Modric and Modric said, uh, we are better together. He refused to answer if uh, he was better or Cruz was better. And just the fact that these we didn't expect those two guys to start together uh, this season, uh, it feels like it's something that these two don't want to happen. Like, uh, especially uh, I remember uh, last season in the Super Copa, and was it or was it the Super Club World Cup? Was it Al Hilal? Uh, Tony Cruz basically came out and said. Um, that the team does plays very differently when these two aren't on the pitch, and yeah. Uh, yeah. and he basically watched for Modric and himself to start most of the important games, and it just feels like this season that might not happen, and then these guys might not be happy at the end of the season. Uh, do you believe that, or do you think they can coexist with this current team? I think they can cause this because I, I think that it's it's there's an understanding there that you know like there's gonna be a gradual you know 
uh, phasing out. I think this is something that is well known and is something that they also, I, I think, especially in the case of, you know, Lokomotor, I'm sure that, you know, he's aware that he is quite old. He's 38, I think, Cross is 34. Maybe I'm mistaken or not, you know. So, like, it's, 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 it's something that is known. And, you know, especially when the club goes, you know, and spends such a significant amount on what, the, you know, the amount that they spent on, uh, uh, on you know jude and you know the investment they've made beforehand especially you know on players like you know uh Ori and Chouameni and uh, uh come up all that you know so I, I kind of believe that it's something that they know because honestly these are intelligent and smart players and like you know they 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 there's something that they know and they perceive themselves that okay like there is a change of guard phase you know so we just have to do our best to make sure that you know the guys are ready you know for 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 the for the next phase of the uh, you know, for the next generation, for the next phase of the team for Real Madrid. So I kind of believe that there is a sense of awareness there between them. Just the question is, you know, how much of that, you know, would be a shock to themselves as well that, you know, that they're, they're not starting anything at all right now, you know. I don't know if that's something, but so far so good, you know, it's it's the showings of the players in the middle of the park has been really good. And, you know, the veterans weren't called upon at least in the last game, you know, show that, you know, they can really have a, a strong impact as well. Yeah, man, and uh, let's just forget about like Tony Cruz and uh, Luka Modric's emotions for a second. We know these two guys want to be starting every single game. Uh, these guys are seasoned veterans. They're still motivated. They still want to win it all. Uh, but objectively, just looking down at the team, um, do you think uh, having Cruz or at Modric uh, in the same lineup against big teams or when the Champions League group stages hits is the right plan? Or should we completely freeze them out of the lineup? No, actually, I, that's the thing. I do genuinely believe that, you know, when push comes to shove and, you know, the big games come around, I think we're going to have at least one of them on the, you know, in the starting lineup, not just on the pitch, at least on the starting lineup. This is what I believe because, you know, the, 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 you know, because the thing is that, you know, players like Cruz and Modric were never the most physical players. Okay, yeah, we know Modric likes to fight every battle, you know, and run, you know, cover the whole length of the pitch. But the point is that, you know, First and foremost, he's a very technically gifted player, so you know he 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 can you know uh, di dictate the game and direct the game you know one way or another. And the the one thing actually I love most about it is that when you surround these guys with a lot of dynamism, you know, with a lot of athleticism, you know, they don't have to then that deficiency that the age shows, you know, uh, that will otherwise be exploited kind of be is being maxed, you know, by three other midfielders, you know, just roaming around them and covering the ground. Similar for Tony Cross has also. That's why I genuinely believe that when the big games come, you know, like we would have either Luca or Tony starting, you know, this game. But one thing I do also believe is that most likely both of them wouldn't start together. But I do feel like one of them will start and, you know, depending on how the game evolves, you know, uh, uh, they might be on the pitch together at a certain point in the second half or like they might replace it with each other depending on how the game progresses. Mm. So what you're saying well, is, I mean, uh, yeah. basically like uh, when push comes to serve, one of them has to start. And now the question is, who, which one of them do you start? Uh, so I'll just lay out like the pros and cons that come into my mind when you do okay. that. Uh, if you start Tony Cruz, you do not get the physicality that Luka Modric brings. Luka Modric definitely covers more ground. Uh, he seems to help out Carvajal a lot more on the right-hand side. And Tony Cruz doesn't bring that. So that is the con of starting Tony Cruz. But then the fact is, right now, Tony Cruz is way more important to the build-up of Madrid, like the way we play, uh, the way we unlock defenses. And I feel like as of late, or especially like the beginnings of the end of last season, 
uh, Luka Modric hasn't really brought that uh, creative spark anymore. Uh, the same at the same at least at the same level as uh, Tony Cruz. So it's like a you have to weigh the pros and cons. Uh, with Tony Cruz, of course, you'll create a lot. I feel like right now we'll create a lot more chances, but we'll be way more defensively vulnerable as well. Uh, I think that's a very interesting question about who you would start. You know what you mentioned. You give a lot of you know uh, good insight into that. But I would like to say like. You know, it depends on the opposition as well. I think that's that's the thing, because I think if I'm gonna play an opposition that's gonna, you know, uh, I for example now I just want to think about if I'm gonna go away, for example, maybe to Barcelona or to I don't know, you know, to some of the you know elite teams that I know that I might struggle a bit. You know, I will actually maybe play Luka Modric, but then if I'm gonna play, you know, if I'm gonna go against you know teams that are gonna be a bit you know, sit, that will sit tight and, you know, sit back and try to put people behind the ball. Maybe I will go with Tony Cross because the point is we have a lot of possession. And as you said, you know, like in the in the dictating of the tempo, you know, I think Tony Cross remains one of the best in the game. Like, I mean, as more rightly pointed, you know, on the, in the post-match, you know, like it's almost impossible to find someone that actually is quite similar to what Tony Cross can offer right now. So I think there is no, you know, single black or white answer to, the, to, to this. You know, it's just about to boost the opposition, like, if it's a if it's a game that you know we expect to have a lot of possession or like a game that we expect to dominate, honestly, I would you know look towards the Tony Cross. But if it's you know a game that you know we have to, I don't know, break on the counter, you know, sit back. As I said like I'm just imagining like you know going away to the to to, to you know to the Camp Nou or you know to some other difficult you know the uh, grounds you know across Europe. I think uh, Luka Modric will be will be the way. Yeah, man, you bring an interesting point. Like, uh, I feel like it's not even just about the opposition, but even the state of the game. So let's say uh, against, uh, we can take the weekend game, uh, Getafe. Uh, Tony Cruz came on. Uh, he basically stabilized our midfield, made sure we didn't lose possession or the ball fell, uh, kept moving in the right uh, direction. Like, I feel like Modric wasn't helping out there as much. Like you said, it was a deep block and Cruz probably helped out a bit more. But then, like, uh, let's say uh, in the Champions League, we're 1-0 down against Napoli. Do you bring both of them on in the second half or do you just bring one of them on? Just uh, keeping in mind that Napoli are a very high energetic team. Uh, you even have the option of, you know, keeping the youngsters on making and, you know, keeping the ball moving fast, trying to get a chance on the counter. Against Napoli, honestly, like uh, I think I will, I will, I will bring on you know a player like Luka Modric, honestly. Well, I don't know. That's it. That's what I'm saying. Honestly, I personally believe I don't know. But obviously, when the games roll up, we're gonna see. Like I, I cannot believe that you know when this games come, you know, against teams like Napoli, like we're gonna be seeing either of them starting, and in the second half, you know, depending on how the game goes, one of them comes on. You understand? So that's why I think like you know we're gonna have both of them on the pitch at a certain point in time. But I think it's it's gonna be about the fact that. Yeah, okay, if we're chasing the game, I will bring them on board. This is just, you know, just a short answer to your, to your question, you know. But again, like, I think, you know, we're just trying to play, you know, hypotheticals, you know, play, trying to play a binary game option where really, honestly, like, this is not the binary. Man, that, that is the whole point of this episode. Like, we are imagining things. We, we're taking a lot of <laughs> things for granted and... <laughs> uh, that's the whole point of this episode. But then, like, you bring up an interesting point. Last season, do you remember, like, or even the season before that, when we won the UCL, 
uh, we had mm-hmm. Tony Cruz and Modric on the pitch, and we just couldn't, for sure. Like uh, if they both had been playing, we wouldn't have seen some of the comebacks that we had seen. So yep. when you are advocating that, okay, l- let's bring off Kamavinga, let's bring off uh, fucking Fede Valverde, and try to chase the game with Cruz and Modric, like a lot of people can't accept that. Like I don't know where I stand on this, to be honest, because I haven't uh, seen in- enough of a sample size where these guys have come on and you know really changed the game. But so this is the thing, like, I mean, when you say you haven't seen enough sample size, I mean, they don't need to come on to change the game. They need to single out. They've been single handedly changing games for, you know, for decades. So the point here is this, you understand, is that if the athleticism of because whether I mean, at least for me, what I what I see is, I you know, although like I try to I, I am seeing, you know, uh, signs with Kamavinga more like that. He can also be a very, very, you know, intelligent technical player as well, you know. But like, you know, this setting of the tempo, the tech, dictating of play, like, you know, this technical abilities that, you know, the player, players like, you know, Luka Modric and Tony Cruz bring to the team actually is currently lacking with, you know, all the four midfielders that are right now, you know, with Jude and Fede and, you know, Kamavinga and uh, Orient Romania as well. So that's the thing, you know, like, if it's, if the, you know, the game progresses and you see that, you know, the athleticism of these guys is not working, you know, because the point is, I think actually, maybe Napoli might not be a good option, might, might not be a good example here because they're going to give space to exploit and this is what Jude and Fede will, you know, enjoy the most. But what I'm just saying is that, like, if this athleticism is not working, if there is no space to exploit, if, you know, they can't have this, you know, latrons and all that is not working, it means that you need to need someone that will dictate the tempo. You need, you need someone that will direct the traffic, in other words, you understand? Yeah. So you, because we need that person to direct the traffic, so we need those guys to come in and do their thing. Yeah. Because basically what's happening here is that, you know, when the athlete, when the athleticism is not there, uh, so when the athleticism is not working, it means that, okay, we need someone with a different approach. Hence these guys, you understand? Actually, what's happened in the past with the whole... Uh, especially when we won the UCL with the introduction of, you know, uh, players like, you know, uh, Kamavinga and Rodrigo was the fact that, you know, these players were able to come and take the game to the opposition when the opposition was a bit tired, when the opposition was a bit worn out, you understand? So this was, and let's not forget, even those games, you know, also required influential, you know, uh, moments from players like Tony Cruz and Luka Modric as well. Yeah. You know? So this, this it, it wasn't, okay, yeah, we know that, yeah, we, com- we completed the comeback against City without all three, you know, the whole eternity back then, not on being on the pitch, Luka Modric, Tony Cruz, and Casemiro, you understand, the, the comeback was completed without them. I, I, I totally, you know, uh, uh, yeah, if I'm not mistaken, that's what eventually happened. But let's not forget about, you know, the the games before that, you know, and also the games after that, you understand, let's not forget the, the, the you know, the masterclass that happened in the final against Liverpool, you understand, like, yeah, Thibaut was, was perfect, but, you know, Tony Cruz and Luka Modric literally just post the mutual and just played whatever they wanted, however they wanted to play. Do you understand? So that's one of the reasons why also you know we were able to take the the, the win out of Liverpool as well. So I kind of feel like you know it's 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 I don't right now I'm just giving diplomatic answers and you know stuff like that. But it's just the thing like you know I just can't envision you know a single direct answer to this. But honestly, I think if we're chasing a game against, you know, a team like Napoli, it means that the athleticism is not working, hence we need to try something different. And if there's anything, you know, the know-how of these guys should just even be enough to, you know, find a way through. Yeah, man. I, I can't believe that you gave a diplomatic answer, to be honest. I'm going to chalk it off to you being tired and it being very late. <laughs> you just don't have the energy to argue, but then, yeah. Uh, I mean, 
this brings an interesting segue, right? So what you basically said is like these youngsters who we've tasked with uh, bringing our next uh, generation or uh, like forward and the next seasons uh, that are upcoming. We're trusting these four guys. And what you're saying is these guys don't have the incisiveness or the know-how to really unlock a defense uh, unless it's with their athletic ability and the game is really open. So, yeah. So are we like forever damning these guys saying uh, these four mates, even with Bellingham put together, they can never replicate what Cruz, Casemiro and Montessori. No, no, no. No, that, that's uh, obviously you know that's that's a different trio. You know, even before that, we had a trio. You know, of Ozil, Kedira, and you know, uh, Xavi Alonso as also like it's always a different trio. You know, they everyone is gonna offer different things, and let's not let's you know, as I said, like you know, Kamavinga is growing. You know, into a role that you know, okay, obviously he's not gonna be a tempo center or anything. You know, but he's growing into a role that also like you know is 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 you know is promising. Like that, okay, like this guy can also you know be. Uh, a creative force as well and let's not forget about also you know uh Chouameni and also you know eventually if they figure out how the whole Bellingham thing works because as I said like the thing is right now like you know uh the you know people are living on a high but when the high wears off like we're gonna see actually what Bellingham was brought to do here you understand which is you know be the link between the attack and the midfield and the attack or something like that you understand to be able to you know link up people bring people into play and you know essentially be there like he's not he's not here to score goals at least this is you know i don't know maybe eventually he will become a number nine someday i don't know but at least you know this is the assumption is that he's going to be a midfielder you know that he will grow into that role and you know he's going to be a link at least between those two positions you understand a 10 you know a, a eight or whatever it's going to be so i think those are these are players that you know we can rely upon to you know eventually fill those creative roles you know uh, one way or another but as i said intelligent players honestly really intelligent players you know uh so i wouldn't put it past them and also i will keep an eye out for chuamani honestly because i believe that you know but i don't know how that will work like because it seems like he's been molded to be a dm but i think still he can be maybe you know uh a decline playmaker but you know i think uh Chouamain is also someone that you know you might want to keep an eye, out, an eye out for you know when it comes to playmaking abilities and what is and what is not but i do believe that you know we're not going to get the same dynamics we got with Cruz and Modric, honestly, because, I mean, you're talking about arguably, you know, top five, top ten midfielders of their generation, you know, not even generation to ever play the game, honestly, you know, honestly. So that's the thing, you know, so uh, it's, 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 it's not an easy team to replace them. But I say, like, the dynamics are always different, you know, you just need to have a functional midfield. You don't need to have the exact function that these guys had, you know, the dynamics will be different, the functionalities will be different, but the key thing is that it functions. So I, I'm not too worried about that, honestly. Yeah, obviously we're going to miss them, but new teams, you know, are going to happen as well. Yeah, I mean, uh, in my opinion on the whole thing is, um, if the midfield, you know, they can't provide that incisiveness and they are just controlling the game or making sure that we aren't getting hit on the counter, just keeping the mold moving, then it's like totally up to our attackers and the wingers to actually create chances on their own. And right now, that's just not happening and... That is why I feel like, uh, especially with these low block teams, we absolutely need to depend on Cruz and Casemiro. Uh, so, still haven't forgotten <laughs> about Casemiro, but yeah, uh, Cruz and Modric, uh, so that they can unlock the defense at least until these attacking players figure out, you know, that they can actually score goals. <sighs> yeah, actually, so that's the thing. Actually, you know, that's the thing, Jacob. So, you know, when we talk about right now, 
I always go back to this. This is a very skewed system, you understand? As we've seen, even, you know, at the weekend, it takes the introduction of, you know, Tony Cross to change the thing. So I feel like there's still a miss, not let's not, let's not say miss, but like there's still not a proper gel and a proper understanding of what's going to happen or what's not going to happen, you know? And also, you know, at the weekend, like as always, we discussed, you know, with the whole Frank Garcia issue as well, you know, the fact that, you know, he's not playing the way he is used to playing. He's trying to, you know, fit into the team, you know, is he going to play the role of an inverted fullback? You know, what's what's going to happen because he's occupying the same spaces as, you know, Rodrigo was occupying. So things like this. So I think it's going to take a while before we actually see the whole, you know, the bigger picture. Like for now, we're still going to keep playing this hero ball where players come in and, you know, win games or Jude keeps scoring goals or maybe his popular patch ends, you know, Rodrigo's stats or, you know, one Jose who finds a way and also you know he's a he's a good run of form you know maybe it's for the turn. so these things will keep happening for now because the point is whether you like it or not you know like this is what Real Madrid has done forever and ever you know especially on the Carlo Ancelotti for the past you know two years the point is that I don't think anyone can come to me here and beat their hand to the chest and say yeah okay at this period yeah we were the best best team all over Europe yeah we never were but we're always winning games one way or another you understand so this is actually the, the the similar like it's 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 also a similar line and right now to that I know for the for the first four games of the season so far like we've won all the games but like was there any you know vintage performance in any of them I doubt that so, you know they've just been all you won games you know people score goals you know and then you just move on so that's the thing you know like I think we're just gonna keep going through this left and right and hopefully you know by the time that you know. Uh, the current games of the season come like these guys, you know, understand each other better because I think that's going to be the key thing with, with you know, with, with these guys, is that, you know, because uh, if we can recall, you know, we always had this understanding. Either it was between Cruz and Modric, you know, between, you know, uh, Benzema and Modric or, you know, Benzema and, you know, uh, Vinicius Jr. You know, we always had this understanding. Even Rodrigo and Benzema was, you know, also blossoming as well. We always had this understanding, even between Mendy and uh, and Vini as well. What? So there was always. Did I just hear Mendy, oh, Mendy and Vini? When did that happen? Of course. The point is this: Mendy and Vini did not link up. But what happened was that Mendy created the platform for Vini to do what he does without asking him to come back and defend. That's very true. So you know the the synergy doesn't always have to happen between because we get passes from each other. No, but the synergy has to happen that okay, we understand the positions that we both occupy. Which right now you can see with Frank Garcia, like it doesn't exist. Like he's literally trying to occupy the positions that Rodrigo is occupying, which is where Vinicius used to be as well. You understand? Mm -hmm. So this is what mm -hmm. I'm trying to, you know, pinpoint here. So yeah, I think these are teams that, you know, will need time to blossom and redevelop, honestly, because I just think that this is something, you know, that the players need to develop by themselves, unfortunately, because, you know, uh, the power of friendship is how we roll, you know, so we just have to have people sit down and drink coffee and understand each other and get, you know, get to figure out how to, you know, find out themselves on the pitch. So, yeah, so that's the thing, like, but I do, you know, genuinely believe that come the crunch time, like, you know, it's, 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 it's going to happen one way or another, or, you know, we just go back home and go back to the drawing board as well. Mm. Yeah, I mean, going back to the drawing board, speaking of that, uh, I saw a thread on Reddit. So it talked about the succession plan, right? Uh, and they were discussing that Kamavinka and Valverde, they are very similar to each other. They're very good ball carriers. They're very fast. They're very uh, good at tackling, good in covering uh, large sections of the pitch. But 
just because of the fact that they are too similar when we have both of them on the pitch it feels like the team is missing something and they were saying that instead of playing jude as a number 9 or like a uh, attacking midfielder we can have him slot in in the uh, as a box to box midfielders and that can make up uh, for a lot of stuff uh, and creative issues that we've been having oh that's 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 well, the question now becomes then how do you feel that role that you're missing in the team about of the number because the point is right now the whole reason why they created this formation with the diamond with judah at the tip of it is because we don't have the players to we don't have the personnel to fill the team mm-hmm. i mean even forget about the you know the, the strike and what is and what is not the point is are you gonna start vini rodrigo and uh Oselu, man. Okay, I mean Osel Ibrahim, whoever it is. Like, is this <laughs> is this where you're, you know, is this where you want to start? Yeah. And then you drop either go failure to the bench, you know, and throw, you know, uh, what's it called, Jude uh, into the midfield as an eight. I mean, yeah, this is really possible, and it looks actually quite nice. But the point is, up front, you know, with Oselu and uh, Vini and Rodrigo doesn't look too 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 good, honestly. Like, I mean, I don't know. Yeah, will Hosilu, you know, eventually become the second coming of, of Benzema? I don't know. But we know that is more likely than, you know, that is more likely, not, that's more not likely than it is, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's, that's the thing. Like, I understand, you know, where the concerns are coming from. I can understand and, you know, give credit to that. But the point is, this is what we have right now. There is a lack of personnel, you know, for this team. So it's just, we just have to find a way to shoe on, you know, Four midfielders into the team, and you know, hope that they figure these things out. But as I said, like these are you know intelligent footballers, as the saying always go, like they always figure a way out. Obviously, like if there is a way to figure out, obviously I'm not you know asking you know a fullback to become you know a striker or shit like that. But like I mean, these are all midfielders, and they're playing in the midfield, so they have to figure out you know how a way how to how to you know uh, work in tandem with each other. But I think. That's a fair call, but again, the team is short-handed, so everything is skewed right now. So we can't, you know, go with reasonable takes like that. Actually, unfortunately. Yeah, man. I feel like we've hit the limits on how many hypotheticals we can talk about, like especially way up <laughs> in the future. But right now, like uh, Cruz and Modric, uh, it sounds like they do have a spot in the team, and they're not going anywhere for the time being, at least. At least for this season, we're gonna see a lot of them, or uh, at least if not both of them, at least one of them playing. Uh, as a starter in many of the big games. Now the question is like, when do they actually leave, right? And we've been, as Madridist, as we've been talking about it maybe for the past five years, we've been saying, oh, these guys are getting uh, slower, uh, especially like, I remember like, Sunaid had that uh, comment on, they don't, just don't have legs. Yeah. Yeah. So, but these guys still seem to be able to pull it through, especially when push comes to show and, you know, when the match really matters, these guys have been able to make a difference still. So, especially last season, uh, Tony Cruz had a, we were very unsure if Tony Cruz would renew, right? Because he's always one who said, I'm going to retire at the top of my career. I'm not going to lose and when I'm young and healthy. And even this season, uh, he had a quote uh, when he was asked on uh, on his podcast. He was asked, "Is this the season 
uh, and uh, this is the last season of my career and uh, he said i don't know yet this time a year ago i didn't know my decision either so it seems like a lot rides on this season and how it goes uh, as always and he'll make a decision at the end of the season yeah i mean that's the thing like tony cross you know seems like a vibes guy you know he just goes with the vibes and you know if he feels the good vibes he continues if he doesn't you know he just uh, decides not to honestly so that's the thing i always go about you know uh i, I kind of feel like you know because i think i am even not mistaken i think he said he's going to leave when modric leaves as well i don't know if I, if that's true but i remember something like this quote or something like that i can't remember if he if I, maybe i'm remembering wrongly but i kind of remember something like that but i kind of feel like you know i think this is lucas last season and honestly i also feel like it's most likely you know tony's last season as well but again you know as i said like for me it doesn't really matter you know how at least in in that perspective you know relating to them like i really am not that nostalgic person i'll be like oh it's your last season let's go for the you know the last dance and win the treble and win anything now nah, i mean the the legacy and the reputation of these guys is already written in stone you know nothing can change that even if real madrid get relegated to the nothing changes that mm-hmm. you understand that's how strong their reputation and their value is in, in, in you know in world football honestly so uh i do believe that you know this is this is Luka Modric last season. Tony's most likely, but I'm not too sure what I think if Modric leaves. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. I actually don't think uh, it's going to be Luka Modric last season. Uh, you know why? Uh, so, right now, uh, he's at the top of the list. So, the Ballon d'Or nominee list came out. He's on there. Okay. Uh, Tony Cruz is not okay. there. Uh, but somehow, Luka Modric is on there. I don't know why. Uh, I don't have an explanation for that. And the other fact is that... Uh, the Croatian coach actually came out and said uh, Mortis actually wants to play in Euro 2024. So how if he has to do that, he has to remain fit and, you know, really match sharp. And I feel like he has to stay another season in order to do that. Oh, Euro 24 is in the summer. Like, we're in 23 now. Summer of next year is Euro 24. Mm-hmm. So he ends this... We're in the 23-24 season, right? Yes, the season yeah. ends in June. The season ends in May or in June. They start Euro in at the end of June as well, you know? So he just has to still run. I mean, when he runs down his contract, he still plays Euros. And after Euros, then I don't know what's going to happen with him. Maybe he continues, maybe, you know, he doesn't. But the point is, you know, uh, who knows, maybe Luka Modric also will. Because, I mean, we have, we're seeing photos of him and the Beckhams, you know, roaming around. So I don't know if you saw those photos at all. But, I mean, I don't know if that's, you know, impromptu pitch for him to, you know, to, 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 to join the... Exactly to 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 join the Miami squad, you know, with with the Beckhams and all that. So that's I wouldn't I wouldn't rule that out on a Seymour. Maybe maybe not. I mean, I don't think he retires. I just think he leaves zero. You know, that's the thing. I don't know, but maybe he retires as well. I really don't know, but you know, but I think Euro twenty four is in the summer. So I, that's why I'm actually thinking that he leaves because that's the target. You know, Euro twenty four is the target, and after Euro twenty four, you know, most likely he leaves Croatian national team as also. Well. Yeah. So I think like he leaves. Just similar to what Zidane did as well, you know, he left the club in, you know, at the end of 06 and went to the World Cup and, you know, just retired then. So I think Luka Modric might be looking to a target as well, you know, the last dance with Croatia at, at you know, at, at, at tournaments that, you know, that they usually always, you know, try to do well in. So, you know, a semi-final or a final berth would, would be, you know, an icing on the cake for, for his career. Yeah, man. And it, like you said, if it is to be believed that uh, Cruz will leave along with Modric, like a like a very romantic uh, breakup, but then yeah, this could be probably the last season, isn't it? 
Exactly, exactly, honestly. So this is, you know, why we should just, you know, sit back and relish, you know, this fantastic performances, like the one at the weekend against Atafi, honestly, because, you know, we never can tell, like, maybe this might be the last time we see these guys, you know, lace up, you know, the boot, especially for Real Madrid. So, honestly, you know, we just have to sit back, enjoy, and hope for the best. All right. I mean, I guess uh, that covers basically what we had planned for this episode. Uh, do you have anything to add? Any controversial takes? <laughs> no, man. I mean, the point is, I don't know like if uh, that's the discussion, but I mean, the discussion was uh, about the Man City game last year, you know, like mm. with this middle four, like does anything change or does nothing, you know, change? I don't know. That's 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 something that, you know, also that leads to the question because... I think Man City still remains the team to beat. So you look at your midfield four against, you know, do you think, you know, our midfield, you know, stands a chance in the game against Man City? This is a question that, you know, remains to be answered. And I personally think no, you understand? Because I, I genuinely believe that, you know, a midfield trio of Rodri, Bernardo Silva and Kevin De Bruyne remains the best midfield, the best at midfield in the world. But the point is, when you look at the supplementary options, you know, uh, it's Kovacic, it's Calvin Phillips, you know, and it's Matheus Nunes that they got from Wolves. Uh, maybe I'm missing someone else. I don't think I missed anyone. So, yeah, Gruntawain is a big miss, man. This year around, I feel like <laughs> our midfield is uh, much more stronger than this. Uh, I don't necessarily think so, man. Like, I understand that Gruntawain is a big miss, valid. I'm not taking anything away from that. But I just feel like, you know, our midfield right now, midfield four of Tramini, uh sorry, Kamavinga, Fede Valverde, and Jude, I kind of feel like does not have that, you know, know-how yet that these guys possess because these guys have been playing together for a very long time. And let's not forget, like, Bernardo Silva is a fantastic player, honestly. Yep. Yeah, like, you miss the leadership and the clutchness of, you know, Ilkay Gundogan, but the point is that, you know, uh, Bernardo has been in this team for a very long time. You know, it's not like he's been brought to the team now. No, and Rodri was arguably, I think he was even the player of the of the tournament last year in the Champions League as well. So you know, he was arguably you know the best midfielder in Europe, obviously uh, alongside his teammates. You know, and all that. So I think it's 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 a it's a really really good shout. And I personally believe that you know that starting three midfield is better than our starting four. But the point is when you extend to the you know okay. Who is in the squad that plays midfield for Man City and who is in the squad that plays midfield for Real Madrid? I think we have a better midfield squad than they do. But I just feel like, you know, that starting three, if they are all fit, because we know like Kevin De Bruyne has been having his uh, fitness issues for a long time. But if all three are fit and firing, I think their midfield currently, you know, just has the edge ahead of ours. So that's the thing, like, you know, Still, like you know, if this is not enough for that, how how what, what what's the way forward on the sea? But that's the thing that you know, like you just everyone ever plays at their peak. You understand? Like you know, you have one player playing real well, one is playing average, one is playing bad. So these are the things. But the only problem that now is, I you know, in our case, like you know, we look to the front line and you know we create a thousand chances and there is no one to finish it. And for them, it's early in Holland. You know, it's one chance, one goal. You know. Yeah. So this is. Even if Ireland doesn't score the one goal, it takes away all the attention, you know, from the centre-backs and from everything and opens up, you know, space and place for, you know, his two other, like the two wingers or wherever it is, or the attacking midfielder to exploit. So that's the thing, you know, honestly, like you just look back to that and you still feel like, okay, there is still, you know, maybe a gap that we need to fill and, you know, the loss of Karen Benzema actually, you know, just, you know, 
uh, widen that gap honestly because you know like okay we have a dynamic midfield but it is, I, in my opinion that dynamic midfield didn't close the gap rather you know the admission the you know the loss of Karen Benzin actually just widened even you know the gap even further I don't know what's what's your take on that like do you think we stand a chance you know against City with with this team I think we're not gonna lose like 3-0 uh, I think it might be 1-0 but then we're still gonna struggle to score so what's yeah, I mean, the point? The point is, the, we just can't win, right? Even with this uh, current thing. Yeah. Exactly. That's what I was gonna say to you. Like, you know, the point eventually is to find a way to score the goal. <laughs> and if you're still not scoring, then it doesn't matter anymore. If you're losing one nil or four nil or five. But then, anyways, like last season, loss was humiliating. You understand? It wasn't. I mean, you can take losses. You know, you can agree that you know, yeah, you your team battled, and you know, eventually, you know the best team won but you know when we are not even competing you know it's it's really sad to accept that that's the thing you know honestly yeah so yeah hopefully i i think maybe hopefully maybe like you know if 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 there's a rematch with city because that's what it's looking like right now is that you know it's you either have to knock out real madrid or man city to actually win the champions League. you understand this is what it's looking like right now considering you know how city has been on the scene as well for the past three four five years you know so I think that's 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 the direction it's going now. So eventually, it's it's looking like you know if everything goes well, you know it's looking like we are you know on course for another collision with Man City sometime. You know, so that's the thing. Like eventually, when we get there, hopefully, you know our guys have sorted out their shit and you know they maybe have created that synergy that currently is lacking. You know, and hopefully, you know Vinicius also is back to full fitness. That's the only way we can have a chance. You know, because right now we're 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 missing key pieces in the team. Let's not forget about that. So. But one thing I do believe is that to have a chance against City and, you know, Kroos and Modric would have a very vital role to play, honestly. I think Kroos and Modric would have a very vital role to play. Definitely. Because I feel like, I think, I think, I think, honestly, with, 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 with Tony Cruz and these guys around him, these young guys around him, I think we might, you know, see a really, really nice version, very close to the peak version of Tony Cruz when it comes to, you know, tempo setting and, you know, uh, dominating the game, honestly. So I think we might see something very, very close to that. Yeah, I mean, it's all hypotheticals until we meet them again. Yeah. But for sure, you think uh, we're going to meet them again this season? Is that your prediction? That's what I say. Like, if every, I mean, as on if we're still in, if we're still fighting for everything by the end of February, I think we're gonna. We, I mean, if we're still fighting, you say at the end of February, I think we're gonna be on course to miss Man City because that's what it looks like. You know, it seems like right now you just have to, you know. Eliminates Man City or Real Madrid to get to the, you know, to get to right. the Champions League. But honestly, one team I also keep an eye out for is Bayern Munich because I feel like, you know, with the addition of Harry Kane, I do genuinely feel like, you know, yeah, okay, you might look at the midfield and it doesn't, you know, offer you too much. I don't know. It doesn't give you, you know, too much. To, it doesn't inspire a lot of confidence. But honestly, you know, I will keep an eye out for them because if there's anything like I also respect Thomas Tuchel as a tactician a lot, you know, like. He's a really, I, at least this is, I, I respect him a lot as, you know, as a master tactician. So I will really, really keep an eye out for that team as well, you know, especially with the addition of Harry Kane as well, you know. And let's not forget, they also added Kim, you know, back to the centre-back. So the combination of Kim and, you know, Matthias the lead is, is, yeah. is going to be quite interesting, you know, honestly. So, yeah, let's, uh, let's just see, man, honestly. But right now, it's, it's, it's still, you know, just a game of ifs and what's, but, yeah. Luka Modric and Tony Cruz will continue to, you know, have a lot of influence in whatever team they play, irrespective of the roles. 
Yeah, at least until the end of the season. But then, yeah, yeah. I'm just going to read out a couple of comments. Uh, so, Sunit says, just after the Euros, it's the World Cup, and he'll only be 40. We've already seen a 41-year-old play the World Cup in the form of Pepe, but then. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Uh, I don't, I, 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 yeah, I mean, that's fair, but I don't think Luca continues at Real Madrid till 40 years old, honestly. Mm-hmm. Because I don't, I think it's going to be a curious case of, you know, like, at least for me personally, you know, like, I, I would prefer, like, he leaves and, you know, he becomes an afterthought or maybe a, ch- a cheerleader on the bench or something like that, you understand? Like, kind of leave while, you know, you're still, you know, in the pump and, you know, you're still getting this. I mean, yeah, as I said, like, similar to what Zidane did, you know, just leave on the high, you know, while you're still in contention for the Ballon d'Or and all that, you know, and you just, you know, jump the ship then. Well, I mean, you never can tell, like, because he's just one serious injury away from everything, you know, losing everything. Because the point is, the man is 38, you know, he's, he's not made of steel, you know. Whether he likes it or not, he's, he's going to deteriorate one way or another. So, yeah. Yeah, man. That is the sobering reality. But then, yeah. Uh, anything to add before we wrap it up? Uh, we had Hassan in the chat as well. He was a bit late. But then, yeah. Better late than never, bro. Yeah, man, no, 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 man, that's, that's all from my side, but yeah, I just, you know, will see that, yeah, the title actually fits the, 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 the narration, you know, the beginning of the end, because, you know, definitely this is the beginning of the end for those guys, you know, especially, you know, with the dynamic quartet that we have right now, and, you know, this is just only the beginning, I, I want to believe that, you know, the, 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 you know, the recruiting team will also have eyes on, you know, some other midfield jams out there, you know, and also we don't know what's going to even happen with Articular uh, as well, you know. Maybe Arda also might also be someone that, you know, can, can, can you know, put in some shift in the midfield as well. And let's not forget, you know, Dani Ceballos as well, you know, he was a bit influential last year, you know. Ceballos, okay. When he comes back from the injury. And I mean, I think the man is just 26 as well, you know, so yeah. you never can tell. I think he got a two-year deal, even or two or three-year. I think it's a two-plus-one deal. He got something like that. Mm-hmm. So you know, also like he's, he he will also be a part, you know, an influential part of the rotation. I want to believe as well. You know, so that's the thing. You know, so uh, yeah. But as I said, yeah, it's it is definitely the beginning of the end for Luke and and, and Tony. But the point is, appreciate beauty while you still can see it. All right. Uh, I guess with that, we place the end of this episode as well. But then do stay uh, tuned for the rest of the, uh, like we're planning to launch a few videos uh, throughout this international break. So we're going to have a video talking in detail about Xiaomini, the midfield, and even discussing the FIFA ratings. Uh, I guess that will be on Saturday. And then you can expect uh, a lot more of us to join in. Um, Beyond that, I guess uh, we're going to be putting out a bunch of shorts as well uh, to get, you know, that uh, sweet, sweet YouTube subscribers for us. And anyways, if any of you guys are like still here, please do hit the like button and uh, please don't remember to subscribe if you haven't already. And all of you guys listening on the audio platforms, you know, just come on to YouTube, uh, take a look at a couple of our shots. You might uh, like it and you might, you know, switch over from audio over to video. Because you do miss a lot of nuances when you, you know, uh, don't see all of our faces while we are speaking, but then yeah. All right, and uh, apart from that, we also post all of our content on Instagram and Twitter. Recently, we've been very, very active on Twitter. Um, and do stay out tuned for our tweets and don't miss our uh, Instagram post from our partner over at uh, Rail Merit Committee as well. 
So yeah, guys, uh, do the good work. Thank you for all the support you've given us so far. And stay tuned for the next episode. With that, Farouk, you know what to say. Hello, Madrid. Hello, Madrid. Thank you.